Welcome back to Rome Boys. On this episode, we are in Texarkana. We are in the beautiful St. Edward's Church here, and we're visiting with Father William. God, he seems like <laughs> You never studied. It's Bruce? a tough one. It's a tough one. Brute. Most people say Burmeister. Burmeister. But it's Burmester. Burmester. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Burmester. Father Bill <laughs> William Burmester. <laughs> Father William Burmester. Okay. You had one job. Just the one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for joining us. Yeah, thanks I'm for sorry about me. the mispronunciation. No, so <laughs> I'm used to it. So am I. I mean, with a name like Matheson, oh yeah, Matheson, yeah. Matheson. We've heard uh, it all. Yeah. yeah, that's why I usually tell people just call me Father. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah. That's Can't easy. Can't go wrong. Yeah. I had a professor in college one time butchered my name so bad that I didn't know he was talking to me. Mm. You're talking to me? Mm. I had to look around. I was like. <laughs> Well, I think it's yeah. me. I guess I'm but, anyway. Joe right here. Yeah, yeah just call Joe. That's he, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Father. So you are... Busy. Busy. Yeah. Some days. To yeah. say the least. Yeah. I mean, you're... You were ultra busy, and now you're busy. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so five years a priest now, and uh, was an associate for my very first year, but here in the diocese, we don't have many priests to fill in the gaps. Um, and so I became a pastor after my first year to Camden Magnolia for two years. And then unfortunately the pastor here uh, passed away, Father West, and he's greatly missed. But because of that, uh, me and another priest took over five parishes during wow, COVID. Fine. Yeah, wow. yeah. How'd you do it? I haven't slept in eight days. Um, a lot of prayers. Um, I think. <laughs> actually during Lots COVID, a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people gave me a break. A lot of people, all the prisoners here in at Camden Magnolia, they, they every time they saw me, they wanted me to rest, and so wow. I actually got a little bit more rest. It was during COVID, so sure. daily masses were a little bit down. Okay. Offices was closed, so I actually played more golf during that time than oh, really? any other time. <laughs> with five parishes. With five parishes, <laughs> um, but as they started growing and opening and um, ministry started happening, it was not viable. Like oh, it just wow. so sure. that would have been June of 2020, by September, I became pastor here uh, in, in Texarkana, Ashdown and Foreman, so three parishes. So I always say that's the Dyson math is I had two, I was getting five and I'm thankful for three. I don't know how that works out, but it does. <laughs> math work wow. there, yeah. Wow. yeah. But you had, you were only like three years a priest before, when you mm -hmm. got your first Five parishes. Yeah, yes. yeah. 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 They threw insane. you into the fire. I mean, yeah. does the seminary prepare you for this? They don't. They don't. Um, well, in a way, they they let every priest know or future priest know that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy world, and you'll be doing a lot of things that you didn't expect. Mm. My very first pastor, actually, his his saying is "expect the unexpected." Uh, and that's good. Yeah, that's definitely come true. And so, no, no, no preparation for that. Um, and it's going to take many years still to grow as a pastor. But um, I always say that the parishioners, each parish, each priest is their, their unique ability 
and their gifts are formed by the parishioners that they have. So mm. if I had gone a different route, I would have been a di very different priest sure. at this point. And wow. so, yeah, so I feel very fortunate to have been formed in Texarkana, uh, 24,000 Catholics, largest parish in our diocese, uh, came to Magnolia, smaller parishes, but just great love there. And then here, um, I had I was just sick with COVID and every meal, there was a knock on the door with food wow. given to me, plate and yeah, 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 so a lot of so love. So tell our listeners about like the percentage of Catholics in this okay. area. Yeah, so we're in the Bible Belt and so 5% mm. uh, Catholic, um, probably less than that. Uh, here, uh, we have St. Edwards, but right outside, it's a Baptist church right across the street, Presbyterian, Methodist, uh, Episcopalians downtown. And so we have, yeah. I don't know how many churches here in this area, but um, as the knowledge of Catholics, it's very low. Like okay. if you aren't Catholic or you don't know a Catholic, um, I have people come and if the doors are open, people have walked in and have lived here all their life and never stepped foot inside. Wow. Who are you, and how did you get in here? I'm a locksmith, and I'm a locksmith. So wow. they're very impressed with the beauty of the oh, church. Here. Yeah. My first reaction when we walked in here, and we did the, the video on the tour of this mm -hmm. church, and my first reaction was just, wow, yeah. this mm -hmm. is awesome. Yeah, this 100-year-old church, and um, the parishioners have kept it up, and even the stained glass over time, all stained glass will like melt a little bit, and but they did their re redoing of it. They put guards on the outside, and, and so they're protected for many more years. So, yeah, the Especially people- in the Texas heat, it yeah, starts oh, to melt. 100 year old, yeah, yeah. 100 <laughs> degrees. And um, yeah, no, that's the beauty of it is um, they love their building yes, mm. because Christ is here Amen. and they love Christ. And so mm. uh, they know that this building's worth keeping up and they, then they can do all the things, mass and talks and, and outreach and, and all that. Now I made a, a faux pas there. Yeah. I said Texas heat, yeah. we're actually in Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. I didn't catch, it. we're yeah. so close to Texas, I don't, yeah. yeah. I just, two miles, three miles, two, I mean, yeah. yeah. Stone's throw. Yeah. Stone's throw. But you're native from Arkansas, correct? Native from Texas. Texas, Texas. Beaumont. Okay. Beaumont's That's where right. I was born, three months I lived there, and um, then I moved to Wichita Falls, lived there till I was about 10. Mm. Um, and then uh, people always ask in my military family, and it's not. It's just my dad's work. He works uh, at Motion Industries, so, and he was really? moving up. Yeah, so he's a, uh, a salesman of the parts, but they are also the middlemen who install the parts. Okay. And so I actually buy yeah. some oh, parts Motion from Industries. Motion Industries. Yeah. So that my dad works there. He yeah. he just retired, and so okay. Um, so Motion Industries, and then um, we moved to Little Rock when I was twelve, and so that I lived there, went to Catholic school from 12 until high school. So St. Joseph's in Conway, and then went to UCA. Um, and then after UCA seminary for six years. Wow, crazy. Yeah. I can yeah. see the salesman skills oh, from your dad and you, yeah. and I'm sure that's helpful as a priest. Yeah, I learned, yeah, I always say, there was an article I wrote in seminary that said, I'm a mama's boy, but I look like my dad. And so that's what spiritually that's what I want to be as a mama's boy who looks yeah. like God the Father. But it literally, I people say that I'm starting to act and and become more like my dad, who who's a really great guy. And awesome. I love my mom, who who is the backbone of the family. So yeah. when we first came in and we walked in, so beautiful church, amazing reverent liturgy. Tell us about how you. I mean, was it always that way, or is that kind of your? No, 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 no. That it's been that way since I've been here. Um, Father West and a few priests before that, but Father West really had a, a divine like intuition, uh, sensitivity to it. And so like 
people still tell me about how he received the Eucharist and how devout he was mm. when he received the Eucharist. The altar servers were well prepared and well loved, like they were trained and they were brought to fun events and, and they were well um, cared for. And so at Smash Mass, sometimes I have 10 servers at the English Mass, uh, five or six, there's a sign up in the back, they rush to the board and wow. want to sign up. Um, so he's, he formed a great culture. Yeah, here. that's why I'm asking, like, mm -hmm. how do you form that yeah. culture? Yeah. How well, I wish I knew, I'm just glad I got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I got that going, which is nice. Right, um, right. The way I continue that culture is uh, asking how kids are doing, asking what their intentions are before yeah. Mass, um, making sure when I see them, uh, talking to them outside of Mass, and yeah. um, trying to continue that culture with the way I celebrate Mass and how I talk about the Eucharist, mm -hmm. how, I, how I ask people to come to pray. And um, one of the things that I didn't start but I heard was a good practice. And so, well, in my priesthood I started was an hour before each daily Mass is an hour of adoration and profession. Wow, so, perfect. So it's sort of an hour and a half of holiness. It's yes. hour of adoration, confession, and then daily Mass. And so, Wonderful. so we had that before each. So for me, it's bringing people to the I Eucharist. I was going to ask yep. you about how your prayer life's mm -hmm. doing, but at least that's built yep. into your schedule mm -hmm. for you yeah. too. Yep. So prayer life, especially this parish, um, for me, my personality, it falls to the wayside um, pretty easily if I'm not very attentive to it. I'm sure that so you have, and a lot yeah, of others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I have a spiritual way. director who really keeps me in tune, uh, support group. We talk about prayer and, and struggles and, and blessings each month. Neat. Um, and then fortunately, our bishops asked me to do a spiritual direction program. So I'm going down to Florida uh, for two weeks. It's pretty much a class and intense retreat. You pray three hours a day. So I'd started this January and that really re reignited prayer in my life. And mm. so, um, and it was sort of at the advice of my spiritual director. I came back and said, um, two o'clock is my yeah. prayer hour. Like mm. I'm, and I let the whole staff know. Yeah, you got yeah. to. And I'm in my office at two working and I'll mm. get a knock on the door and Betty, the secretary or Victoria mm. or someone will come in and say, it's your time to pray. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so. Now it's sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need it. I need yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Because yeah. without great. that fuel, how are you going to be able to serve yep. these many yeah. needs of mm -hmm. these people? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Wow. And going, going back to the reverence, you know, some yep. of the advice yes. we heard in the past and we've shared in our, some of the things we've done is that, you know, if you want a reverent priest, be reverent, mm -hmm. be an example of reverence. Mm -hmm. Do you think that your parishioners have really helped oh, yeah. build you up in yeah. that area? Yeah, that's sort of the, uh, what I was saying earlier, mm -hmm. I would be a very different priest if I'd gone to a different place. Yeah. So yeah, no, I do think over the last two years, uh, the reverence of here and all the other parishes I've been to, but uh, here in a particular way with the servers and, and the way yeah. that people day in, day out show the reverence. Um, yeah, it, it has made such an impact. Um, also the way people go to confession. So um, yeah. that reverence that they have to receive the mercy. Um, I've always heard and was told that the uh, confession line is the pulse of the parish. Ah. Okay. So if you want to know how a parish is doing, go there during confession times mm. and, I uh, like that. and see. And it sort of is symbolic to the liturgical year is there's sometimes that you feel a lot healthier in your faith. That's Advent and, and Lent when you're focused and, mm -hmm. and living it out more 24 hours a day. Um, and that's where you see more people come to confession. Uh, wow, and so, awesome. yeah, I always try to try to pray for that and ask people to come to confession and 
and people do. It's a very busy that line. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's and John Viani, right? Uh, I'm trying <laughs> day by day. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Sixteen hours. Yeah. But you're <laughs> working. You're, I, you're yeah. young still. Yeah. <laughs> you got I don't some know. Time. Yeah. I'm gonna need some Roll divine up. intervention. There you go. Yeah. The other thing we noticed was hospitality here, which mm -hmm. is lacking in most Catholic parishes. Mm -hmm. Again, how do you build a culture of that? And that's always yeah. been this way, or I, the same thing. The mm. ushers. Um, I came in not knowing what the parish should look like mm -hmm. um, because of COVID, it, everything was shut down and, and the doors were opened up as me as their pastor. So everything was new. Yeah. Um, and, and what I saw coming in the door were people who were generous, who came up and asked me if I needed any help. So that hospitality mm. first was given to me here. Yeah. And then all I had to do was direct it. So like, thank you so much for the help you've given me. Um, and then it was easily said like, now let's direct it to the people coming in and yeah. it just naturally happens there's so would you say that a lot of parishioners here maybe higher than other places are disciples they have fallen in love with christ and they're fully catholic perhaps because they're the minority and they're in an area yeah. that's persecuted if yeah you want to use i would that say word. that yeah i would say i'd see that in arkansas in okay. general so we're a mission diocese i heard y'all talking uh -huh. about y'all's mm -hmm. mission diocese so all of arkansas is a mission diocese i would say um yeah, you really get your uh, faith sharpened Yes. by mm -hmm. you are here for a reason because mm. there are so many other choices. Mm. Right. It's much like um, if you're really dedicated to a restaurant, a secular level, a restaurant or a place of business, mm -hmm. uh, you have so many other options. Mm. But why do you go there? Well, people can name that off. The same with being Catholic is here. People can name that off. Um, yeah. And so really my experience has been great disciples in many of these parishes mm, yeah it seems higher here than other okay. places yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so That's praise wonderful. god yeah. That's wonderful. it's good mm -hmm. we had the opportunity to go out to eat yesterday and we had a great visit and one of the questions we kind of posed to you mm -hmm. and i just love the answer so i hope you still have it okay <laughs> but it was uh you know you see from post vatican to that seemed that right off the bat there was a for lack of better words kind of wishy-washy priests mm -hmm. you know maybe not solid maybe not exactly sure what the council meant and all this stuff but it seems like now coming forth with your very young priest yeah and there's some other father Braun here also is very young and y'all just are solid yeah and do you see that that maybe this generational is finally filtering to you know yeah. because faith grows in persecution mm -hmm. you know and we're being persecuted maybe not physically but you know, politically yeah. and, uh, and then abuse scandals and all these other things. It just seems like it's growing out of that. Yeah. Do you, do you think that? Yeah. So um, I go back to seminary a lot in my mind. Like things happen all the time in seminary, certain teachings of really wise priests. And, and yesterday when we were talking, the, my, the rector's conference. So the rector is a president or the leader of the seminary. And he gives a conference every so often. And he went up one day. And especially with talk, we were talking about Vatican II at this point. And so he comes up one day and he says, uh, here are some complaints about the council. Uh, too much about the vernacular, openness to vernacular. It's not good. We should keep it Latin. Uh, the religious orders are becoming a little too loose. They, they, they are not following the rules like they should. Um, and this is after the council had finished. So there was a bit of like um, variability in how they were living out their faith. And then um, uh, the, the reverence of receiving communion, all these things were popping up. And then he surprised us all and he said, these are the complaints that were written down after the Council of Trent. Say what? 
that happened in the 1500s. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. so some of the things that we hear and we think are so new to us mm. has, have happened. And, and I was actually looking to prepare for this when the councils were, and there's so many councils. Sure. But really you see the canonical, like looking at the sacraments and how to celebrate the sacraments, you see it around every 500 years, mm. that the church needs this um, refocus on how are we doing this. And so mm -hmm. you see it at 500, 1500, Council of Trent, or 1000, and then Council of Trent would be 1500. Mm -hmm. And we just had one in 1950, 1960 yeah. with Vatican II. And so the greatest teaching he gave us that day was it takes about 100 years for a council to really settle. And then he said, look at where we are. We have sure. 50 more years left. Mm. And <laughs> it will settle. There. Yeah, we're halfway there. <laughs> and it will settle because it settled yeah. so many times before. And what we see as wishy-washy are just people who didn't know what to do. Like it yeah. was, it may have been bad catechesis before, but it was really priests trying their best and, um, and uncertainty would, is what I would say. And then he talked about the priest who we may consider the most wishy-washy in our diocese. Yeah. And to say, they're still here. Yeah. Like how many priests left yes. um, mm -hmm. and that they are still here and they're still ministering and they are still obedient in their own way to the bishop and when they aren't, the bishop will call them out, but there's so many things there where like they're still loving Christ. Mm. And so for me, yes, the new generation is sort of a reaction to that, but I do think that there's gonna be sort of a meeting in the middle mm. in, in how many ever years that takes, but there's sort of, we see that, um, and you'll see it with uh, Father Braun and I, mm. like uh, my bishop here, we celebrate mass towards the people, they celebrate uh, Deum. And, um, mm -hmm. and so he wears a cassock and they wear fiddlebacks and our culture here in Arkansas is not the same, right. but yet the reverent liturgy, I'm thankful yeah. that you see that. It's uh, happening in both. Yeah, it's happening yes. in both. Mm -hmm. And so there's that and who knows, and, and my style of liturgy has changed. So it came to Magnolia with sort of a smaller parish, my liturgy was a little bit more flexible, but mm -hmm. here, it's a little bit more oh, like even the servers, they all hold their hands mm -hmm. very. And so that, yeah. I started doing that. The patent wasn't used at my old parish. Mm -hmm. okay. We start to use the patent again and I'm starting to see more and more the, the need for that. And, yeah. and so there's just a beautiful thing and that's how the t parish teaches you. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the other reaction, why we have a different sort of um, focus or intensity. I would say that's why I've sort of witnessed in the young priest is the intensity to do things right or to do it well in Christ's name and to unite our hearts to Christ is the sex scandal and that broke out in 2000. Mm -hmm. um, people will um, sort of associate that with wishy-washiness. Yeah. And it may be, I really feel like it was uncertainty mixed with the diabolical nature of, mm, of sure. evil. Of course. Uh, bringing it further and further into when uncertainty happens and then despair or, or just pure evil. And so I think the reaction, I know, um, I don't think I was as adamant of becoming a priest to show people that there were, um, were good young people out there or right. could be good priests. But I do know I've spoken to many who say, the reason I'm a priest is I wanted to show the world that priests are human and holy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. What a wonderful answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't leave we don't leave Jesus because of Judas. Yep. Right. You know, yes. There's always going to be Judases, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And no one becomes a priest thinking that they'll leave. Uh, mm. That's what I was told yeah. right before. 
first five years are usually the most difficult as a okay. priest, and so pray for new priest. Mm. Um, yeah. But then you also get the midlife crisis time. Yeah. Okay. About 55, 60, um, 50, 60, you see priests sometimes go off and do a vocation that seems a little bit like, why, yeah, why where did this come that? from? Mm. And so that prayer to be rooted in, in their priesthood, but also knowing that they didn't start out thinking, I'm eventually going to leave. Yeah. It's tough some days, and, and I actually, um, I know for sure in Canada Magnolia here, when things get tough, if I didn't have, and I, if I didn't have uh, spiritual direction and support group, and then right when I figured out I got the five parishes, I started counseling. Mm. I had done it in seminary, it was great, mm -hmm. and I went straight into counseling, and she said, this is pretty awesome that you're doing this early. And it, about four months in, I hit a moment where I really needed her yeah. in an emergency type of way of like, yeah. all the anxiety was sitting on me. Our five parishes. Yeah. 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 yeah, anyone. Yeah. yeah, and so it was just, without that, I, would, I wouldn't be here right now. So without Christ and prayer and that, that commitment that I have with my accountability group to lead me to Jesus, the sacraments and, and my, uh, my counselor and my uh, uh, spiritual director, I would. I know for a fact I wouldn't be here. It's almost here a we're common, asking. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying I'm hearing a common theme here that it's all Christ-centered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's wonderful. Because yeah. it's almost as, it seems like we're asking too much of you as a priest. Well, yeah. yeah, so many hats you have to do. You have so many hours you have to be on. I mean. Okay, so I will say this: our life is difficult at yeah. times. Yeah, sure. But my sleep is not always interrupted. There are emergencies I go yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a younger brother and an older brother who both have young kids, mm. and I do not pity how many times they <laughs> okay, get up. Okay, so you're in the right spot, huh? So I'm in the right spot. We have these moments called celibacy formation when I am in a restaurant and I hear a kid go going uncontrollably <laughs> crying, or a table, and you see the despair on the parent's face. Mom! 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 Mommy! Mommy! Mama! 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 What? Uh, yeah. And I can turn I'll to pray my for you. yeah, I can turn to my priest friend and say celibacy formation right there. So, I love that. Yeah. The cross is everywhere. Yeah. In all yeah. So yes, yeah. it is a lot. I do think also there's a spiritual. Everyone has spiritual attack. There's a certain type of spiritual attack that happens with priests, mm. because if you can get the leader to fall, yes, oh, um, if you can get the leader to be scandalous, um, it will affect way more people. Mm. Um, if you can get a father to fall or a mother to fall yeah. in a scandalous way, it affects the children and that close community. Mm -hmm. But if you're seeing how many people on the weekend and you fall or yeah. you, you uh, sort of become a confusing witness mm -hmm. uh, of he says he loves Christ and he did this, then faith can really get... And we say so, so nonchalantly, like, yeah, pray for priests. Mm -hmm. But as we get to know priests, we realize, mm -hmm. wow, no, no, really, really, yeah. pray for priests yeah. and fast and get on your knees and adoration. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we, throughout Arkansas, and I know throughout the United States, there's different groups who pray for priests. Mm -hmm. A particular prayer for priests, I forget the author's name, but she wrote a book called Praying for Priests, and mm -hmm. it's a multi-chapter book. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look it up later. Mm -hmm. um, I have it in my house. But I know my Conway... Um, is going to invite that speaker in or that writer, mm -hmm. but they pray every month and they have a like a set hour of liturgy mm -hmm. for praying for priests in front of the Eucharist. Wow. So, wow. yeah. So, other than prayer, mm -hmm. you know, talking to your parishioners, right? Oh, yeah. Now, what would you, we ask, like to ask this question to our 
priest guests mm-hmm. is uh, how, what would your what do you want your parish to know about you yeah. that would like, help you in do you your like ministry? cheesecake because yeah. <laughs> if you <laughs> say it they may I know. Oh, we'll, we'll get way too many here <laughs> so um, yeah no I have to be careful with that answer <laughs> I love um, golfing so much easier than putting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. Mm. So, went out golfing. I I love to get out. I learned it when I was about 12 or 13 and it has Mm. really good memories. Sometimes I like to go on my own. I also play. Don't have as much time for it lately uh, and it's too hot. Um, The second is going to visit my niece and nephews uh, in Dallas and in in Conway. Conway is a little bit easier for me to get to. So, on my Sunday, Mass will end. Sure. I'll drive up to Conway uh, and be able to play with them that night, put my nephew to sleep, Nathan, and uh, we pray together. And he always wants to pray the phone prayer, which is night prayer. Uh, uh, so liturgy of the hours. So on my phone. So he always says, "Can we?" He's four years old, and can we pray uh, the phone prayer? And so I pray night prayer with <laughs> wow, him. Phone cool. prayer. Yeah, and he he That's loves awesome. it. Yeah, and so. So then waking up with them the next day and being able to play with them. So that for me. So you apparently like kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, being around kids. Yeah. That's and, then, and then even uh, having my younger brother visit here and the kids will uh, come up. And I'm not ashamed of giving fist bumps on the way out of church yeah, and stuff. Sure. But just the way they'll run up and hug and they're just so loving. Uh, my brother was like, they, <laughs> no, I guess in a confused way, they really love you, don't they? And I was like, yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. Um, why I don't see it yeah, yeah exactly I, he brother, doesn't yeah. he doesn't but that's fine no. he's very that's the one lesson that a previous pastor that I had father Tom Burns who was a spiritual father told my my dad my mom and my brothers is um, he needs people who will bring him back down to earth mm-hmm. he needs real like if you knew him before uh, he needs you to rib him uh, my brother uh, comments or he, he uh, makes comments on my prayers, like words I use, like one time I used um, fraternity. He's like, fraternity, are you a part of fraternity? Like, yeah. why are you using that word? And I was like, I don't know, I just, I'm just praying. Yeah. And so like, he'll get me pretty good there and, and different things and- um, Leave it to your brother. But we yeah. need it, yeah. we need it yeah. uh, as a priest. And so the other things I like, uh, I do like just hanging out, uh, coffee. I need coffee and an IV. Uh, is a big thing for me in the mornings. I don't drink sure. in the afternoons, and um, yeah, any food. I always say wherever food is, I'm there. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm not picky. Okay, yeah. so now all of a sudden your your uh, office is going to be flooded oh, yeah. with golf balls <laughs> yeah. and uh, a coffee. Yeah, so. I won't even Callaway, Tylist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Need a new putter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so your charisms, like what are your strengths? Okay. And then also your weaknesses. So your parishioners know that about yeah. you. And like, so he's working on it. He's trying, yeah. but yeah. give him a break. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It feels like an interview at this point. Yeah. No. no uh, the strengths. I'm very, I feel like I've grown and I've always been good at one-on-one uh, sort of, or small group ministry. Mm. Just really diving into someone's story, perspective. Um, just, um, and I'm starting to admit sort of a wisdom even in, in the advice I give. That's hard for me because mm. pride and not wanting to um, seem holier than thou. But like, so wisdom and, and diving into it and then humor. Uh, mm. sure. I've always 
appreciated humor around me, and so my humor is very dry, and so I can tell <laughs> when a pair starts to get me, when I can say a, like a really dry line, yeah, and, and people laugh. laugh. And they laugh yeah. But it takes a while. Yeah. Um, sure. And then you just have to sit there, sort of be like, okay, that didn't hit like I thought it would. Yeah. Or, or like, wow, for, this is a tough crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or for me, it's like the morning crowd, and one parish it was 7 a.m. mass, and and they would go. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. I would say a joke, and they would. I would hear a. <laughs> and I knew that would kill at the 10:30. So like, yeah, so yeah. they would, huh? And then I would say at the 10:30, and it would be a couple seconds of waiting for them yeah. to stop laughing. So that's always good. Um, we noticed that you're approachable. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, that's like in a few days of getting to know you, like, yeah, yeah. easy to approach. Yeah. I mean, what better quality as a human quality as a pastor yeah. could you have? I yeah. mean, maybe there is something. Yeah. But Down to earth. Yeah. 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 No, that's sure. thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah. I think that's a true gift. Um, mm -hmm. The approachability. Uh, I'm pretty flexible. That flexibility also leads to my weakness, which is I'm sometimes too flexible where people around me want order. Uh -huh. um, I'm not very good at scheduling. Okay. So um, my staff or, or parishioners will be like, so what's the schedule for the yeah, Holy yeah. Day of Obligation next yeah. week? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'll get like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, no problem. Yeah, we'll get to it. So no the scheduling yeah. and I'm learning uh, to do that. And then my staff is great because um, they're all about let us help you. Uh, that's we, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. It's, yeah, we've said that before. It's like, don't ask what you can, what your priest can mm -hmm. do for you, but ask what you can do for your priest. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and they, they're serious. They want to make me look good. They want Christ to be sort of um, experienced in a positive way rather sure. than a sporadic. Like I just wait till the end of like the week before. I always think there's enough time next morning to get the things done uh, for yeah. the thing that evening. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, and then. I would say the other weaknesses um, would be that part of prayer, that mm. consistency in going to prayer. I try to do a lot on my own. Uh, I try to fix things. I, I love thinking things out and I just forget the, that little God you're in control or, yeah. or putting God first, giving him my first moments of the day. Yeah. Um, but when I do, it makes all the difference in the world. That's good um, to hear because yeah. we struggle with yeah. that too, and yeah. pretty much all Catholic Christians mm -hmm. do as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a priest struggle too. Many mm. priests struggle with that, um, and that's why it's really good to have staff who, who come into my office and say, "See your time, like two o'clock." Yeah, yeah. And so that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I feel like I know the answer to this question, mm -hmm. but I'm asking it anyway. What's your favorite part about being a priest? Confession. I knew it. I just yeah. had that feeling. Did you know, Did you know that? that? <laughs> yeah. Confession like, is the reason I'm a priest. Okay. The, so the vocation story I have is um, when I was really young, I wanted to be a priest. I, didn't, I don't remember that part. It was probably first or second grade. I would write an assignment, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. The big joke is I wrote P-E-S-T. <laughs> Pest. And so my mom says I'm both. And so that was an ordination joke that she she told everyone. And oh, so, nice. Yeah. So I want to be a priest. I don't remember that. I want to be popular in middle school. Got into party scene and all that. And around 11th grade, decided to start focusing on school. I knew I was going to go to college and, and faith because I was going to a Catholic school, and um, sort of lost all those friends who who partied. But. There was one friend who invited me to daily mass on a regular basis. So that's when I started seeing things in my life as not helping me, but really being detrimental yeah. blocks to the faith. So I started going to confession. And some of those things were habitual. So going to confession many times and sure. each time wow. receiving that mercy 
uh, receiving God's kindness through that priest. Yeah. Feeling that uh, sense of of wonder about like why 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 would you forgive me that many times? Um, and it's sort of having people, the priests especially in confession, teach me what sort of Pope Francis has said is God doesn't tire of forgiving you, you tire of asking for forgiveness sometimes. Mm. Well, they were teaching me that way before he said it. Like, yeah. God never gets tired of this. I'm, yeah. I'm here for you. And yeah. so uh, that really led me. And then I discerned going to seminary right after high school, okay. but decided with a priest, he said, just go to college, uh, UCA, just stay close to the faith and, and God will yeah. call you. So I started getting into campus ministry, uh, mission trips, retreats, day, weekly praise and worship, and uh, then started working there. So I worked there for four years. I was a super senior. Five years I went to college and uh, went on six mission trips wow. to Man. yeah several different places, a week yeah. at a time, sure. and um, thought I was one, being called to a, be a missionary priest out of the country. Okay. Um, or a religious order, so Dominican or Benedictine, um, even Spiritan because they were a part of our parish. Mm -hmm. um, I was overwhelmed by that because there were so many religious orders. And so I mm -hmm. asked a priest during college, how do you even discern everyone? What if there's right. one out there that you yeah. don't know? Yeah. And he said, God has put into your life the religious life that he would call you to. Mm. Like, don't doubt that he has, like the people, would uh, a monk would have entered your life who was a part of a different order, mm -hmm. Cistercian or whatever, if yeah, you were called that to that. supposed to be. And so relied on those, discerned it, had a, a Dawson vocation director, Monsignor Scott Friend here, who's, who's great. Um, he, he met with me each year, patiently. Each year I would be like, I don't think so. I, mm. uh, six years in, yeah. uh, we had dinner. And uh, the one thing that really caught my attention with him is I was start, starting to think maybe Dawson Priest, it is a very much like a mission diocese. Well, it is a mission diocese, sure. but very much like missionary work. Um, but the one thing he told me was, or he did was, he had a seminarian call him saying that they locked themselves out of the house um, in Little Rock. So they're in, not in the best part of town. He's eating dinner with me in Conway. And he said, I'll get to them later. Mm. So he let them be locked out of the house and just spent that time with me and that really made the difference. Wow. Then shortly after that was the day that um, sort of that calling priest, prophet, and king. So um, I was in a particular way for the priesthood was sort of call, called by God to be a priest, prophet, and king. So in the morning I was a Eucharistic minister and someone came up to me and said, uh, I've never seen someone um, joyfully give the Eucharist like you do. Mm. And so I just went on. And then Deacon Papini, uh, Richard Papini, who's the campus minister, said, I need you at Mass tonight. And I said, I just went to Mass. I'm not coming in tonight to the campus ministry Mass. And he said, no, people listen to you. They hear you and they respond to you well. Mm. So that king, like the authority. Yeah. And then I did go to Mass. Uh, I didn't want to, but I did. And I gave the announcements, all that. And I met with the person who was going to take my position and, and they said to me, I can't teach like you do. And mm -hmm. I said, well, you have your own gifts. She had a joy that was contagious. I am more German and sort of straight lined. And, but, um, sure. but that was the, the prophet being able to teach and good news into the world. So I brought that to spiritual direction. I said, this is what happened that day. Wow. And so that really was a day that led me to that. And 
my mom's going to be mad because I, I'm going to mention this, but then my parents, this was my last semester of college, and my parents were worried about my future, continually asked me, what are you going to be doing after college? I said, well, I could be a campus minister, I could go yeah. to graduate school, seminary. Well, I was able to tell them, and I sort of teared up. And she saw that as like a tearing up of like, I have to do this. It's your heart. So she yeah. said, no. so she said, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. As yeah. I was like, no, no, no. Very like, opposite emotion right now. Yeah, like it's yeah, just overjoyed. Yeah. That's not a tear yeah. of desperation. Yeah. That, that's that's right, a tear that's right. of uh, yeah. Yeah. joy. Yeah. And so, uh, but I told it to many people. She, she doesn't want me to share that story so often. But, um, <laughs> Sorry, mom. Remember our little talk about true but unhelpful comments? Yeah, but no, they've been so supportive. They, they came and visited so many times, my, my brothers did, and um, great. just great support from the parish even. When I go back, they, uh, they had the huge, like um, the, the St. Joseph's can fit a thousand or more people, and my diaconate ordination was just jam-packed. And, wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Talk it about was, support yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat That's to see amazing. all these people personally inviting or personally saying something. You have mm-hmm. all this confirmation you're supposed to be a priest, yeah. like yeah. all these signs. Yeah. Like, it, it was beautiful how all those people at that right mm-hmm. time, I mean, God is... So many working. more than that, people. Uh, yeah. Like, you get the ladies in the church that see a young person coming to daily mass, you should be a priest. Yeah. But, <laughs> but some of them were very sure. consistent about it. Mm and let me know God has no, a plan really, for you. you. Yeah. I just God had has a plan feeling for you. that your favorite part had to do with the sacraments and your parishioners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Confession. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so that I always say you into the priesthood. Yeah. That's and I always say that uh, sin, boring. It's very boring. Yes, it is. People think, um, and it, so I have to clarify that it is very difficult to confess your sins. I still get nervous confessing my sins. Sure. Mm. But as a priest, people feel like it's going to be something that really shocks. But really sin becomes sort of bland and it's all it is to me now is that separation from God that I am just so happy yeah. to reconcile. Mm-hmm. Conversion is the reason that I'm, I'm there. And like conversion is what excites me. When someone comes in, you can tell that they're sorry and that they are experiencing God's mercy and they can walk out with a little bit more or total freedom. Um, that's what's exciting and that's why I love sitting there. So, so, so the bishop asked you to do whatever, you would say, I can just do confessions yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Keep the doors open. Yes. So. yes. Keep the coffee coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> coffee machine in the confessional. There you go. Yeah. yeah. With the little door to the machine. bathroom. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> What's that sound going on there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think practically. So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. okay, that's a lot of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Boy's got a mouth like a cannon, always shooting it off. Father William, this yeah. has been a blessing. Yes. It truly has. Thank y'all for inviting us out. Yeah. Here yes. to Texas Art Cannon. Mm-hmm. And, it's been uh, great to have y'all. And your parishioners are amazing. Yes. Yeah. Thank Your you. ministry and this church. Everything is beautiful about it. It's yes. great to hear. And uh, the thing I really appreciate about both y'all and, and Chris is coming tonight is um, how down to earth y'all are. That y'all have kids and that y'all can relate to people on just a very uh, earthly level. Mm-hmm. And then raise their thoughts to a... A heavenly one so mm. i think thank very we're, I, we like to say we're the example of if they can do it anybody can <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly exactly well, thank you I for your priesthood and i hope everybody prays for you that watches yeah. this and yeah 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 good yeah end with a prayer let's do it Absolutely. all right yeah, thank, thank you, you. And father son holy spirit amen dear lord we give you thanks for this moment to um to talk about uh ministry and and the love of the priesthood the love of jesus um we give you thanks for the Rome boys, and we ask for blessings upon them and anyone watching um, 
May our day be full of your glory and your praise. Um, and I give you thanks for allowing me to reflect on my priesthood and, and see how uh, you have been a part of it and impacted and continually uh, helped me to grow um, in this. I ask for the Holy Spirit to descend upon all of us to enter fully and to uh, plant good seeds into good soil so that the fruit of our life may multiply and we may bring people closer to Christ. And in all things, may God be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, yeah. Father. And in the meantime, be bold. Be real. Be Catholic. God bless. God bless.